What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Pixel Brush Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Moffitt, bringing you all things League of Legends, from esports to updates and more. I know MSI is currently going on, but since only one day of Rumble Stage has been completed so far, I'm not going to be talking about that for this first episode. So instead, I'll be just going over all of the roster changes between teams in the LEC and the LCS at the midway point of this season. So I know I just mentioned that I was not going to talk about MSI, but obviously I can't talk about LEC or LCS without mentioning their two champions of Spring Split, Evil Geniuses and G2 Esports. Uh, But first off, I'm just going to start by talking about Evil Geniuses, who obviously there are no expected changes for EG heading into Summer Split. I think that's extremely smart. Uh, I don't know anybody who would argue replacing anybody on this team. I think that they took a huge risk this year by committing to young NA talent like JoJo and Danny, but I think that it was a necessary risk that, you know, absolutely paid off. But I also think that, you know, it kind of changed the narrative a bit where people believe now that, you know, oh, you can just bring any NA talent and they're just going to be good. But I think JoJo and Danny are kind of outliers at at the moment. Um, And I think that, you know, JoJo historically, I don't think we've ever seen somebody as lane dominant as him, at least in the LCS, and then Danny is just doing crazy pop-off play after pop-off play. You know, we saw the Jinx Baron steal. We saw all the pentakills throughout Summer Split. Sorry, Spring Split. So I think that those two, absolutely, it was a big risk to commit to them, but it paid off, and it paid off because they invested in the talent around them. I think that is the biggest key. Impact has been one of the most stable presences in the LCS since coming over, I think all the way back in season four, after he won his uh, world title with SKT, I think that yeah that was Faker's first uh, title I believe. Uh, you know Vulcan, one of the best NA supports, probably the best uh, resident support I would say. I, you know you can maybe make an argument for Biofrost, who I think has uh, more trophies at the moment, but. I think mechanically and internationally, Vulcan has just always been better. And then, of course, Inspired, who you know was coming off of an LEC MVP sp- uh, summer split. So I do think that people were severely underrating Evil Geniuses throughout the playoffs. Um, I know that on pay, I knew on paper that this roster was going to be strong, uh, and I totally think that they. Or you know, prior to the season beginning, I totally thought that they had uh, a shot at going to Worlds because NA is so topsy turvy. Uh, but for them to you know win Spring Split, only dropping, I believe, one game in the losers bracket is just insane. You know, these players they are popping off, and I can't wait to see how much they can grow from this MSI. I know JoJo and Danny have been kind of getting smacked up. Um, but I think that playing against better players is always going to make you better. And of course, they're going to learn a lot from this. And hopefully, we'll see Danny improve his laning. NA's runner-up, 100 Thieves, thankfully didn't panic after their team shit the bed in the finals and are not expected to make any changes either. Uh, but I do think that if this team does not make Worlds, which is there is a real chance of this happening... There will be a shakeup. I would guess that Huhi and and or Abedage uh, would be the ones to get out. 
I think Busio is a rising star in Academy and has just been steadily rising. Uh, if anybody, I mean, if you know amateur and you watch Academy, Busio is one of the most talked about prospects from 100 Thieves. He really broke out onto the scene with Proving Ground in Proving Grounds this year. Uh, and I do think that Abadage potentially could be out just because, you know, he's so hit or miss. It's, it's such a coin flip with him. And, and honestly, prior to coming to NA, he was kind of a middle of the pack uh, mid laner in EU. And then he came here and instantly dominated. So I do think that the NA expiration date might have uh, happened to him already. So he might have lost all his mojo. But I'm hoping to see Abadage bounce back. I think him and Closer are such a fun mid jungle duo. And. I know, I know that they played it together all the way back on Royal Youth Bandits, I think is the name of the Turkish team. And they played with Broken Blade on that roster. And they, yeah, they that was such a cool such a cool team. It was so cool to see them reunite on 100 Thieves last year. Uh, I do think that Tenacity is was named to be the Academy top laner after Gamsu uh, was announced to be headed to Dignitost. So I'm glad that he's getting a chance to play, but it was really, really disappointing that we didn't get to see him at all. But I understand why Someday was the one stable piece for 100 Thieves. I think they probably expected to just come in and smash through Spring Split. But once things started to not go that way, I, I, I know why they had to you know keep Someday in and not give Tenacity a chance. But I do hope to see Tenacity on the LCS stage within the next year or so I, I think he's too talented to to be stuck in academy forever um and obviously this team is still top four in na but the you know the real question is are they are they number four or, or are they one of the three that gets to go to to worlds um we we will have to see how summer split plays out so any third place team team liquid isn't expected to make any roster changes but I know that if they don't make the finals, and actually I think if they don't win summer finals in LCS, I think this team is just going kaboom and, and, and they're going all their separate ways because there's just far too much money invested for them to not be winning winning titles, you know. Uh, Bwipo throughout the playoffs in spring was very disappointing. He didn't play Orn, which is one of his best champions. Uh, from his time in the LEC on Fnatic, which, you know, that was just very, very confusing. Uh, Bjergsen was not the same Bjergsen we know and love, wasn't that same clutch player domestically, wasn't that same lane dominant monster, um, which was just so disappointing. But I'll give Bjerg the benefit of the doubt because he did just take a year off uh, to coach. So maybe he was just still scaling, and maybe in summer we're going to see a different side of Bjerg that we've never even seen before. Santorin was far and away their best performing player in playoffs, um, but I do think that his health problems, or at least I don't think I heard that his health problems are not getting better, but they're not getting worse. Uh, so I could see him maybe stepping away from the game and, and just retiring after summer split or you know moving into a coaching role or tl could just for you know start to push him out because they do want to move in a new direction and start rebuilding this roster and then core jj is the face of the franchise I, I don't think they're ever going to move on from him i think he'll retire as part of team liquid core was a little disappointing i will say he, he wasn't playing to the same standard i 
you know we're, we're used to seeing but I think that Hans also is another player that probably never wanted to come to NA he'll probably be heading back at the end of the year I expect I think he did expect to join G2, but they ended up going with Flackid, so we'll see what happens with that. But I do think that Hans is going to be one of the players to not stay here. So there's a lot of roster changes going on over at Cloud9. Um, Summit is obviously out after one split and winning the MVP, which does mean that Fudge is now roll swapping back into his most natural position of top lane. Uh, and that actually means that Jensen is going to be making his return to the LCS stage alongside Blabber, who he actually played with briefly back in 2018 when he was still on Cloud9. And the two have always expressed that they've always wanted to play with each other, so I think that they're going to be both very happy and I do think that Cloud9 is going to have probably the best topside 3v3 in the entire LCS this coming summer. Another huge, huge move is that Sven, uh, after set, spending an entire split just being a scrim partner for the Cloud9 Academy and Cloud9 rosters, is going to be role swapping to support. Now, if you watch that really painfully awkward video from Cloud9, he doesn't seem too enthusiastic about the role swap, but I think just sitting on the sitting on the bench for an entire split killed the guy, and he really just wants to compete. Uh, and obviously, you know, Winsome and Isles are are both out now. They're not even on the academy roster. They brought in Destiny to play on the academy team. Um, so Winsome, I think, ended up on the, the Unicorns of Love's ERL team. And they'll be playing there. He'll be playing there. And Isles, I have no idea where he's ended up. He could be going back to LCO. He could be in Academy. He could just be unemployed right now. But it was very clear that both Winsome and Isles were just... It, it wasn't... They weren't making it happen for Berserker down in the bot lane. At least in the laning phase. So hopefully Sven can, can help fix those issues. And they can become a point of stability for this team. Um, my expectation and my prediction is that this team will at the very least appear in the summer finals. I think they totally have the manpower to win it all. They have the experience to win it all. And with how LCS is now, I think that anybody within the top four could win, like I stated before. So Cloud9, very, very happy with these roster changes, despite all of the shakeup that happened with summit very disappointing what happened there um and i just want to point out that they brought in one of the future goats of na shaden shaden uh, onto their academy roster where malice is now going to be into heading into a coaching role shaden such a great player uh, i had to take a split off because i think he was banned for for toxicity but if all things go according to plan he should probably be taking blabber's job by next year so FlyQuest is another roster that didn't make any changes, but I think that's completely okay. After placing 5th in the LCS, there was no expectations for this team to win. A lot of people actually had them really ranked really low, but me personally, I had them I actually had them in the top 6 because I'm a huge Takui fan. I watch a ton of LFL, I love EU Masters, I love ERLs, all of those. And him and Jose Diodo have the potential to be you know, a top two, top 
one mid jungle duo by NA standards. And and I think that this summer split, they're just gonna level up even more. You know, normally I'm against young players coming to NA to start off their career, but Takui, you could see that the signs were there while playing in the LFL that he was going to be a beast no matter where he played. It's the same thing with Berserker. Uh, you know, being stuck on T1, everyone knew that this guy was going to be good. It's just a matter of time of when and where they were going to finally break out. Uh, and they kept Kumo and Johnson, who are not incredible players by any means, but they're also not bad. I would say that they're middle of the pack. Kumo, you know, he is stable enough to play weak side. He can, they can play through him a bit. We we saw a little bit of that, but Johnson and Afromu bot lane. Uh, Afromu consistently just brings out the best in his bot laners. We saw it with Neo last year. We saw it with Johnson the year prior. I think Johnson is is good enough for for what you know FlyQuest wants to do. But I think if they have real aspirations of winning NA and making it to Worlds and 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 really you know trying to upset the top of the table, they really have to invest in a better ADC. There are tons of prospects coming up right now in Amateur and Academy. So maybe we'll see something happen in the offseason there. Um, I don't think this team makes it to Worlds, but this will definitely be the team to look out for to play spoiler for, for the top four, which I do believe is... I keep saying top four, and I haven't even said who my top four prediction is. It's it's Team Liquid, Cloud9, 100 Thieves, and Evil Geniuses. I don't think any team is touching them within, within the next split. Um, but FlyQuest, I really like this roster. I, I think that giving them more time to grow and, and, and come together is, is good. And hopefully we'll see them have another good performance and, and not bomb out of playoffs so early because Jose is just such a fun player to watch. So the Golden Guardians are a roster where I just don't understand anything that's happening over there. They brought in Leader from Europe to play in their academy team while they have a Blaze Olive who's been one of the best native NA talent mid laners to come along in a long time. Uh, they also sold Lost to Immortals, which I think was completely fine, given that Lost was probably their worst playoff performer, and just probably worst player overall. But their contingency plan to replace him was Stixe, who has been sitting in academy as a coach i believe and then he also played a few games for them while they waited for their bot laner to get his visa so this has to be a financial thing because there are so many good adcs available in amateur and academy or even free agency um licorice is a player that's extremely coin flip these days he is no longer the the pride and joy of na so i think that licorice could be on his way out at the end of the year uh, and then Pride Stalker and Olay, these are the players that you probably have to build around. Pride Stalker, his champion pool and playstyle allowed them to have a lot of interesting drafts, and I really hope that we continue to see that creativity in Summer Split. Um, but yeah, overall, I just am not a fan of what Golden Guardians has done. This is just a head scratcher all around, and you know, I, I don't think this team is going to be very competitive. Maybe they make playoffs. Um, I mean, it's not hard to make playoffs in the summer in NA. You just have to make top 8 out of 10. But maybe Golden Guardians can surprise me, and I really hope they do. So Dignitas made 
one of my favorite roster change moves this offseason, and that was getting rid of Fake God and replacing him with Gamsu from 100 Thieves Academy. And if you don't know Gamsu, he's a former League of Legends pro who left League to go play Overwatch, won uh, an Overwatch title, and then swapped back to League after serving some time or after serving his mandatory military service in Korea. So his story is just so awesome to to follow along and he's got such a big branding that's coming now to Dignitas which they really desperately needed. So this is just a great move for all parties involved. That does also mean that Gamsu River and Blue are expected to be the top side 3v3 assuming that Gamsu has his NA residency which I don't fully know if he does or not because he does it does list that he's from Korea but he spent so much time here plus he played Overwatch so we don't know exactly at the moment what the plan is there uh but I do think that River and Gamsu is just that's so huge for River as well to have another Korean speaking player on the team because if you ever listen to their voice comms, River is just very silent. And it's like, okay, he's going to go and then we're just going to follow him. Um, there were rumors that River was being shopped around to teams. But nobody was biting. And I probably didn't expect any team to go for River. Because he, one, costs too much money. And two, NA jungle is pretty stacked right now. There there are so many good jungle junglers in Amateur and Academy as well as LCS. Uh, Neo was very lackluster, but he definitely played well enough to keep his job. But I'm really hoping that Dignitas is keeping an eye on Spawn in their academy roster, who's been slowly, you know, rising as a star for that team. I think he's really good and has a lot of potential. And then Biofrost was severely underrated this this past split after taking an entire year off, where everyone kind of forgot about him, I would say, after he... You know, was on the 06 TSM roster. You know, didn't really have much impact besides playing Rakan and Bard. Um, so I do think that Dignitas is a is another team that is probably going to make playoffs. You know, just just barely scrape in. You know, as as the eighth or seventh seed. This team is not going to be winning anything, but I do like that they are starting to make moves that could potentially push them into a more competitive. Um, into a more competitive roster and a more competitive organization. Uh, but I will say that I was very, very disappointed to hear that they cut Darkwings from their academy roster after just one split. He was so, so good. He looks like a future stud and a native mid laner in, and, um, in LCS is very hard to come by. So hopefully he'll do really well in 100 Thieves next alongside future stars like General Sniper. And we'll just have to see what happens. CLG is another team that didn't really make any roster changes aside from swapping Jenkins and Dokla in Academy and LCS respectively. Um, I do really like that Dokla is finally getting another chance to play on the LCS stage. Uh, if you've ever you know listened to players talk about Dokla, he's a great player to be around. He's just a great guy in general. So I'm really happy to see a guy like Dokla get another chance on the LCS stage. Um... But I'm really glad that they decided to continue to commit to these young players. Luger and Poom, this is the focal point of this roster. You know, you have to build around them no matter what. Luger is going to be a star in the LCS if he's not one already. You can just see this guy, his right clicks, they're just different. He is just a different breed out there. 
I would have liked them to possibly promote Rosethorn after a very great split on Academy. Okay, so I just wanted to come in and make a correction. At the time of recording, Rosethorn was actually expected to be part of CLG Academy's roster, but they in fact cut him, which was really disappointing and really saddening for me to hear. But there are rumors actually of Rosethorn getting a starting LCS position with Immortals, where he would split time with another player. So we'll keep on the lookout for that. Um, over contracts, but they ended up going keeping contracts, which I'm okay with, despite how disappointing he was. I was expecting to see the same level of play he showed on Evil Geniuses um, with CLG. But it's okay because it just keeps Palafox comfortable. You know, doesn't want to break up any synergy. Don't want to have to start rebuilding mid-year. Um, but I really like this roster. I think that they're for sure a shoe-in for the playoffs. Uh, they're another team that could possibly play spoiler. And I think by this time next year, we could be looking at this CLG team as a possible NA contender. So now we can move on to everybody's favorite roster and team from NA, TSM. So Maple is actually finally making his way over to NA after all of these years. Um, he was not very good in LPL, I will admit, on anyone's legend. He split time with Forge and just wasn't playing a ton. And when he did, it, was, it just didn't look pretty. But we shall see if we can see the Maple of old or we're going to see 2022 Maple. Uh, just does feel like a stopgap measure. I don't think that this is a long-term solution to all their problems. Um, but it does mean that the Kaiduo experiment is over. He's not even listed in the global contract database uh, at the time of recording. Which is kind of sad because I think that he's such a young player and he took a big risk coming to NA. But just didn't work out for him. And I, I do hope that we get to see him in the LDL or possibly even LPL one day. Because I do think that he deserves a second shot. Uh, this also does mean that TakeOver is now going back to uh, TSM's Academy squad. And speaking of their Academy team, they actually brought in Soul, who was formerly known as Anime Girl. Um, and he's going to be coming in to play top lane for them after Viper is now stepping away to do content creation. But I totally love this move because I think Soul has potential to play in the LCS by the, by the beginning of next year. And TSM can finally remove Huni from the roster because I think he's been stealing paychecks and has just not been that good. Uh, Shenyi is expected to come back on the team, but he's actually going to be competing for his starting job with Mia, who is a Korean import support uh, who's actually been playing in LLA. He was featured on their best bot lane, which I would say is came from Estral Esports with Bevoy. If you don't remember Bevoy, he played on Misfits a few years ago, I think two years ago, as their ADC. He was actually pretty good for one split, but they decided to move on and, and went with Kabe. Um, but I do think that Mia and Shenyi are, it's going to be an iron sharpens iron situation. They're both very strong. Whichever one ends up getting the starting job, I don't think will relinquish it. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see both Mia and Shenyi playing in the LCS. And finally, we move on to Immortals, who actually, I think, made the most changes to their LCS roster after ending up 10th in Summer Split. Uh, they're keeping Revenge and Power of Evil, but Wild Turtle, Arrow, Destiny, and Xersei are all out. Uh, Wild Turtle presumably heading to the retirement home 
arrow, I think probably is going to be their academy uh, bot laner. Destiny, of course, he's headed off to C9 Academy to pair up again with King. They really love their Oceania talent over there. You know, Fudge, Shurnfire, Isles, Destiny, and King. Uh, Lost was acquired in a buyout, which I do like. You know, I think Lost had a strong start to the split on Golden Guardians and gradually fell off. But he also has familiarity with playing with Power of Evil after his time on TSM. And also they brought in Ignar, who always brings out the best of players. So I do think that Lost will be just fine. Uh, PoE is probably very happy. He's with all the homies. He loves playing with Ignar. He's back with Lost again. He likes playing with Revenge. So this is a very familiar situation for him. Uh, Revenge was probably Immortal's best performing player last split and is probably the best native NA top laner. Um, you could argue for Licorice, but I think Revenge is just is just better by a mile. And my favorite roster move from Immortals was breaking the bank and buying Kenvi from 100 Thieves Academy. I have had such high hopes for Kenvi since he came onto the team and since he started dominating the Amateur Academy uh, scene. He is such a great jungler. I think he's a future GOAT. I think he's going to take this team to the promised land, and I'm so, so excited to see what he can do. Now to talk about the West's other representative, G2 Esports at MSI. Uh, Caps, their mid laner, is the best performing player at MSI so far, and I think Yankos and Caps are the best mid-jungle duo at uh, MSI so far. The crowd buff is entirely real for Caps. He is just such a madman watching him play, you know, is such a treat. I think Yankos has been so awesome, you know, all the content that he's been providing too since being in Korea. He had the IRL stream with Plumy. Uh, I'm really hoping for the girlfriend buff there. I think that would be really awesome for Yankos. I'm really rooting for the guy. Uh, Broken Blade, after spring split, I think he proved that he is the best top laner in the west right now uh i mean obviously summit and someday we're, we're playing really really great in na but you know, we never got to see them play against each other obviously and i think broken blade can beat anybody in a 1v1 i you know i watched a ton of his his film i watched a ton of his vods and a lot of his streams when he was still in na on tsm and then obviously he would always show up on other people's streams I just think BB is 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 just so so good, and is gonna be such a key component uh, if G two has hopes to win this this title, uh, because I think BB can match up pretty nicely into Zeus and Bin. I think he's gonna hold his own fairly well, and and I'm really hoping to see Broken Blade perform in in those in those moments because I don't think he's ever really gotten a, a true shot internationally after going 06 with tsm uh and then obviously the bot lane of flacket and targamus which a lot of people were a little iffy about heading into the season and, and i don't blame them you know a lot of people didn't know who flacket was there were a lot of high profile adcs out there you know or i mean they just got rid of reckless too so if hans was an option i think they were going after jack spectra at some point um, I think Doggo was, was a possible, was a possibility, but they ended up going with Flacket and it's, it's paying off tenfold because he's already such a huge brand as a player. Uh, so that's always, that's always great. And G2 is 
one of the best teams ever at branding uh, their players. And then he's also, he's just hilarious. And he performs too. He just keeps leveling up. Every single game, it feels like he's just getting better and better. And it's really awesome to see. And then Targamus on his second stint in the LEC, this time is going over a hell of a lot better. I think that he is such a great player. His champion pool allows them to do a lot of great stuff in a draft because he's so versatile. Um, and I'm just really excited to see what G2 can move forward with this roster. They should make worlds. If they don't, I'll be extremely disappointed. I'm really hoping to see Caps in person uh, at Chase Center. I know that the finals are at Chase Center, but I mean, hey, G2 has done it before. This, this could be their run again. So I didn't expect anything to happen with Rogue, and lo and behold, nothing did. Uh, they're still a team that's probably going to be at the top of the standings in the LEC in summer. Uh, they kept all of their same players, Odoamne, Malrang, uh, Larson, Comp, and Trimby. Odo, I think, has a different vibe to him right now. I think Odo is going to have a monstrous split where everyone just starts to be a fan of this guy and stops underrating him finally. You know, he's been dominating LEC tops for God knows how long. Uh, Comp is another player who is also super underrated. People always talk about Trimby, and Trimby obviously deserves that respect because he is such a beast player, and I think he's a baby Hillisong. But Comp is so mechanically sound in team fights and in lane. His decision-making, his positioning, everything about this guy is so good, and it's just so bizarre to me that he wasn't able to find a team to, to pick him up in 2021. I'm glad, though, that now he's in the LEC. I'm glad that he's finally arrived. And I really hope that this rogue team can finally win a trophy this summer. Up next is Fnatic, who actually really disappointed me this midseason offseason because there was a ton of rumors surrounding the team. I, I do like that they kept this team intact. I, I didn't think that they needed to do a ton of, ton of shakeup, but the roster rumors that were flying around were pretty awesome. Mainly, uh, there was rumors that there was going to be a straight-up swap for El Yoya and Razork, uh, which would have been awesome because... I think Humanoid looks kind of like a shell of his former self without El Yoya. Uh, and I think El Yoya on Fnatic would be a ton of fun. He's probably the best uh, jungler in EU outside of Yankos. And I expect uh, El Yoya actually to win the summer MVP. But I will get to that later when I start talking about Mad Lions. Uh, there were other rumors that their ERL jungler Maxi from Fnatic Queso, who's been performing extremely well in the NLC... Uh, was also potentially going to be brought up to the LEC roster, but instead they ended up going with the same team. But it's probably the smarter move, but obviously something is going to change if they do not produce. So the fourth place team in LEC in Spring Split was Misfits Gaming, who are actually replacing their top laner Hirit with their academy top laner Irrelevant, uh, from the LFL, which I'm very excited about because as much as I love Hirit, uh, he was a little disappointing. He wasn't the same Hirit we saw in 2021 where he was dominating all the other top laners, but they have proven that they trust their internal development systems by promoting players like Shlatan and Mursa. So I think that Misfits is going to be a strong team heading into summer and they know what they're doing. Uh, there were some rumors that Vitio was going to be sent to Mad Lions, and I'll be honest, I 
kind of silently hoped for it because I am Jayek. I, I can never say his name right. I really hope I got that right. But Jayek, their uh, Polish 18-year-old mid laner from Misfits Premier. I am a huge fan of his, and I really hope to see him in the LEC within the next year or so. So, but I'm glad that VTO did stay. But I do think that in the event that this team does not make it to Worlds, VTO is for sure gone. I could totally see him heading off to NA, uh, revive the rivalry between him and Tukui that we saw in the LFL a couple years ago. I think that would be a ton of fun. But I don't think that top four is acceptable for Misfits right now. I think they really want to make it back to Worlds, and I don't think they'll be happy with that. So I don't really understand what's happening with Team Vitality this offseason. They signed Selfmade to a long-term deal, ensuring fans that this is where he wants to be, he's found his home, this is Selfmade's team, and then they went and acquired two other junglers that both have starting capabilities in the LEC. They went and got Haru, who played on X7, an ERL team, and they also acquired Bo from Fun Plus Phoenix, who uh, was actually sitting out for the past year after a match-fixing scandal in the LPL. Uh, Haru is expected to be the starter, but Bo is also supposed to be getting some LEC time, So, but I do think that he'll be playing a ton of LFL. But at the same time, this also means where does Skeens go on Vitality B? He is another good player who totally could be playing in the LEC, and he's been playing in the LFL, grinding away, performing, and now his job is also up in the air. The rest of the roster is re uh, remaining the same with Perks, Alfari, Karzi and Lebrov, but after with the amount of money that's invested into this team for them to be performing this poorly, there is don't definitely going to be some roster shakeups, and I think at the end of this year, everybody could be gone, and they're going to start from the ground up around Bo. So XL Esports, after making the playoffs for the first time in their inception since their inception into the LEC, didn't make any roster changes. Uh, pretty smart move. I know that they were trying to look for a replacement for Nukeduck, who I would totally agree is the weakest player on that team. Uh, but nothing came of that. I think Niski was the person they were most interested in. But they're just going to run it back with the same five guys of Finn, Markoon, Nukeduck, Patrick, and Mickey, which I'm totally okay with. I think all five players can be brilliant in their own right. Uh, this team is not going to be contending for a world spot, probably. But they can definitely play spoiler to the top of the table. So the 2021 back-to-back -back LEC champion Mad Lions actually failed to make the playoffs in spring split after they lost Humanoid and Karzi to the offseason. They brought in two rookies, Reeker and Unforgiven, to play mid and ADs respectively. And sadly, Reeker did not have a great performance, so he's actually been removed and replaced with Niski. Uh, Niski, though, I think is going to put Mad instantly back into title contender status. He makes any jungler's life easy, especially carry junglers. You know, he's played with Blabber, he's played with Selfmade, and they both have loved to play with him. Elioya also has the girlfriend buff now, so we can see uh, that he's probably going to be winning the MVP. That's my prediction. I think he's just a beast. He was easily their best player last split when they were just really, really mediocre. Uh, Armut, I really hope that with his haircut, he uh, is feeling refreshed. He's feeling good about himself, and he'll hopefully broaden his champion pool beyond just Nar and Wukong. 
Um, and then Kaiser and Unforgiven. I think this is a strong bot lane in EU. I think that Kaiser didn't really lose a step without without Karzy. And I think that Unforgiven is going to keep growing and progressing as a player. Um, Mad Lions, they were still not afraid to bring out a little creativity in the bot lane. I know Unforgiven played a little bit of... He played a little bit of Karthus this split. So I'm excited to see if Mad Lions back in the playoffs. I'm excited to see how they can match up against these other strong rosters of Fnatic, G2, Rogue, and potentially other teams on the world stage. SK Gaming was pretty boring this offseason. Nothing new is happening here. They're running it back with the same roster. So I'll keep my thoughts short and concise on this one. I think Jezu and Treats are just going to have to make a Herculean effort to bring this team at, uh, to possibly sniffing at the playoffs. I don't even think they're, they're a shoo-in to make it. Um, this team is extremely weak and could definitely be improved all across the board. So we're finally going to move on to Team BDS, who made a few roster moves. Uh, namely, they're now benching Adam and Limit by sending them to BDS Academy to compete in the LFL. And they're promoting Aggressivu and Erdote from the LFL to play on the LEC roster. I'm very surprised that Crown Shot was not brought up alongside Erdote, considering that the two of them were such a strong and dominant bot lane at, uh, at EU Masters. Um, and X Maddie was, to be honest, very disappointing so far in the LEC. But BDS, I think for sure, has to build around Syncroft and Nuclear Int. The two of them are are very strong mid-jungle duo. I think they're very underrated and didn't get a lot of respect because the team was so, so bad in Spring Split. Um, Adam is now going back to BDS Academy, but I think his ceiling is still really, really high. Despite all the mistakes he makes in the game and outside of it, he's still got, an, yeah, like I said, he's still got an incredibly high ceiling, and I think letting him recover his mental in the LFL is going to help him out a ton. I've been calling for Agresivo to be in the LEC for a little over a year now. I think he was much too talented to be stuck in the LFL, but I'm glad that he got that extra time to marinate and really hone his skills and focus on the things that he really needed to work on. Uh, and I'm also really glad that the rivalry between him and Misfits' new starting top lane Irrelevant is going to be alive and well because that's a great rivalry from the LFL that was a ton of fun to watch. All in all, I think that Team BDS is a promising roster who probably is not going to make playoffs, but I do think that they're going to be hovering around that 7th place spot uh, as just barely missing out on the playoffs. I think that this team is very promising, and I really hope that Grabs can bring out the best in these guys. Last but not least, we finally get to the 10th place team in LEC, Astralis who actually could be in danger of being relegated from the LEC. I, I think that they've actually been bottom three or bottom two three times now, which I'm not sure if it's the same rules in LEC, but I think in LCS, if, you, if that happens, you are in contention to be removed from the LCS. But anyways, a lot of the moves here at Astralis I just don't understand. Um, they got rid of White Knight, Zanzara, and Promise Q, which I understand they're not elite players they're kind of middle of the pack or you know worst player in the lec kind of but instead of improving or investing in young talent that is or has shown potential to be great they kind of side did a bunch of side grades 
To replace White Knight, they're bringing in Visit Chachi, uh, which is a good branding thing. I think Chachi is a fan favorite. Nobody dislikes the guy, and he played pretty well in ERLs this past split. So that's that's a nice familiar face. Zerse is coming in to replace Zanzara, who was carrying Astralis's brand on his back. Uh, I think Zerse is kind of a shell of his former self. I don't really get why he was the choice that they're bringing in. Uh, there's a lot of promising ERL talent out there. Tinks, Maxi, Yike from LDLC, uh, you know, Skeens. Like, these are all young players that are really good and probably cost a lot less than Zerse that you probably could have gotten. But maybe it's because Zerse is familiar with the organization, they're familiar with him, that they just wanted to roll with that. Dayor, uh, Dajor, Dayor, uh, their mid laner. Very nice surprise. I, I loved that he actually came in and was not a bad mid laner. He wasn't afraid to go toe to toe with a lot of the you know up, upper echelon of top laners of humanoid caps and guys like that. Uh, Kabe is still their their ADC. I think that it's such a he's he's really just mediocre at this point. Probably a bottom two ADC. Would have really liked that. Would have really liked to see them just move on from him and go in a different direction. And then here is the craziest move that I just don't understand or know anything about at all. To replace the absolute goat of uh, Promise Q, they're going to bring in Zhong Hoon. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce his name as well. But Zhong Hoon played on Fredit Brown's Challengers League team, which is LCK's uh, academy equivalent. That team placed ninth in Spring Split. Jung Hoon actually wasn't even playing most of the time. He was benched early on in the season for Loopy. So, and when you go and look at Jung Hoon's match history, there's nothing impressive going on here. It's really, really ugly. Uh, there's no great stat lines. There's no... There's nothing that stands out about this guy that like, oh, this is a promising player that we need to invest in. I mean, I'm not going to completely tear down the player. Maybe Astralis sees something that I don't, and maybe he's going to be a stud next to Kabe. But this just seems like a weird poverty franchise move from a poverty franchise. Uh, Astralis really, really hope that they figure out what their plans are for the future and I really hope that Dayor can get out of that team. So that's going to wrap up episode one of the Pixel Brush podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at at jmoff underscore. That's J-M-O-F-F underscore to keep up with all my takes and opinions. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>